0: Hallelujah. Bless your Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are thank Lord. Wonderful Savior. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless, Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank
1: you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hell yeah, Jesus.
0: your name, Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning, giving us the activity of our limbs. You've given us a reasonable portion of health. Most of all, you've given us a mind to seek you while you can be found. Lord God, we honor you, Lord, for who you are. You're sovereign in our lives. In spite of any and everything that may be occurring, in spite of disappointments, in spite of heartaches, in spite of trouble, in spite of. Thoughts that war against the spirit in spite of Lord God, you're still suffering. You're still sitting on the throne of our hearts. Lord God, we may not understand everything that occurred. But one thing we do know. There's no doubt in our mind that you are God. And we have gathered in this place. To worship you, to exalt you, Lord God. Lord, and to hear your word. Lord, I pray that you would bless those that are on their way. We look for your harvest. Lord God, the seeds that have been planted, the seeds that are grown. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless. Lord Jesus, you are, Lord God, the the one that causes increase. You're the one that causes the rain and the sun. You're the one, Lord God, that, Lord Jesus, and and we thank you, we acknowledge you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless those that are listening, those that are present, those that will be tuning in. Ask that you would meet their need, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you because you are a soon coming King. Lord God, we thank you because you have given grace and you have given mercy for the saving of souls. Lord God, we thank you, you have all things in control. Lord, your word has already declared that if you had not shortened the time, the very elect would not be saved. Lord, so we know that you are controlling the time element. Lord Jesus, for the saving of souls. Lord Jesus, help us, Lord God, to do your will. Help us to be found pleasing in your sight. Lord Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name praise. We'll be careful to give you the glory. Lord, touch those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost. Pray and ask that you would fill them with your spirit. Lord God, we pray against every spirit that would work against your service. Lord God, we pray against the spirit of confusion. We pray against the spirit, Lord God, of those that would so seed among the brethren, Lord Jesus, we pray against those things, Lord God, against sickness, Lord Jesus, that is, that is, uh, being administered by the enemy. Lord, help us to walk wise. Help us, Lord God, to walk with an understanding. And we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Passing in Street in the city of Pomona. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study is at 7 p.m. You ought to tell somebody about the the Sunday worship service so they can listen in live too, about the Wednesday Bible class so that they can hear. You know, someone may have a question uh, that can be answered. You have a prayer request. If you have a question regarding what is being taught, or maybe you are reading your Bible and you have a question and you want to ask it, uh, visit connectingtruth.org, connectingtruth.org, and contact us. Your, your question will be answered on the air, and your prayer requests, uh, certainly I check and look and will uh, touch and agree that the will of the Lord be done in prayer with you regarding your request. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And and so, you know, we we were just listening to Shekinah Glory, uh, that we love that song. Uh, Jesus, there is no better name Yo, yo, boo. Or whatever you call your friend you know or your spouse or whatever they might have a good name and it might tickle you you know and make you feel uh warm and fuzzy all over but there's nothing like the name of jesus that name is for salvation that name will save your soul now if my my daughters they would call If they really would felt fearful about something they they would they would stop saying dad and they would actually call my name you know, or excuse me, let, let me reverse that. They will stop calling my name and, and say, dad. And when they say, dad, I know that it's urgent. I know it's urgent. So it's the same with Jesus. When when you call on him with, a, with that urgency, he responds. He responds. Now, some of the things that we think are urgent, and I'm not going to stay here, uh, are not as urgent as we, the, the answer to what we think is urgent many times is found already in the word of God. And so we're going to stop with that, and we're going to have our opening scripture at this time, you know, and um, and we're going to go on in the service of the Lord. God bless you.
2: Psalms twenty three says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul." all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Acts 2 46 and 47 says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and have a favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word.
0: Amen. Certainly we thank and praise God for each of you again that are tuning in. And if you are not in service this morning, maybe some of you are preparing for service. You're preparing to to go to the house of worship and it's important that you go to the place that God has designated for a gathering. That's what the church is. It is a gathering place. Uh, it is a place where the Lord meets us. His name has been hollow out there. And, um, you know, I, I was just reading in the Psalms, Psalms 42 and 4, it says, When I remembered these things, I poured out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude, I went with them. To the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, and with the multitude that kept the holy day. Are you keeping the holy day? You know, we're gonna, we wanna worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. And you know, I have a, a Shekinah Glory. I love listening to Shekinah Glory, and, and there's a song that we have yet to, to learn to master, but I wanna play, play it before we go into the Word of God. But I want you to think about it and look around you. As I drove in this morning uh, past a number of baseball fields, it was full of children. It was filled with parents. One lot looked like there was about a hundred cars there at this particular junior stadium where they where the, the uh, jun- uh, juniors were playing baseball. And, and it's like, well, so do we now, replaced, have God been replaced with um, sports activities? I mean, this has been an ongoing, but knowing the day and time that we live in, some of you that are listening, are you ushering your children to the house of God? Are you ushering yourself? Are you keeping the holy day? Or is it just reserved for when there's a problem in your life, and now you you feel that, God, there's a problem in my life, and so now I need to call you, you know? Is is that what it is? I want you to think about that while we're worshiping the Lord, while we're worshiping him. Thank you, Jesus. This is Shekinah Glory. I need more of you. God. Thank you, Jesus. Again, that is, I need more of you, Shekinah, glory. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. That's why it's so important to get to the house of God. There's an altar in the house of God. It may not be a stage that has been built up, you know, as in some places, but if you've gathered together, it might be your chair in the house of God. That you are bowing down and worshiping the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The Bible said that he is seeking such. The Lord is seeking those that are worshiping him in the beauty of holiness. I I don't tell people to speak in their heavenly language because you don't have a heavenly language. The Bible said the spirit of God cries out Abba meaning father, the spirit of the Lord takes over and speaks in other tongues. The Bible says as the spirit of God gives utterance it is about invoking the presence of god it's about invoking him that's why when we come into the house of god we yield we we learn not to bring so many things with us um so many times we bring uh, let me use that um that satchel for a moment, uh, right there. Many times we we come into the house of God like this. We're carrying a lot. And sometimes we're we're dragging it in. We may not even be carrying, we're just dragging it in. We come to service. And we drag in a whole lot of stuff. You know, we, we drag in a bottle of haterade because somebody made us upset, you know, and, and different things uh, that we bring into the service with us. We should be able to reach in and pull out a praise, but instead we're pulling out a complaint. Uh, we should be reaching in yeah nice nice satchel. but we should be reaching in and pulling out some worship but instead we're we're bringing problems that the anointing of God would destroy the bible said his anointing destroys the yoke and so uh it's important that when we come into the house of God, we come into the house of God, we come in a right way. The Bible says that Abram, Abraham, when he went to offer the sacrifice, he went and the fire was already lit. When we come into the house of God, the fire should already be lit. We don't have time to uh, light a fire. You know, maybe you've been to those services where where the the, the 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 praise leader or the people are up saying, "Come on, y'all! Come on, y'all!" I'm trying to urge you on. Come on, y'all! Come on, y'all! Come on and get with me. We don't have time for that. He's sovereign. He's God. On my way here, I'm already kidding. the wood has already been prepared. From the, you know, I was I was teaching yesterday morning. Was, we was talking about day seven uh, yesterday morning at eight o'clock day seven, um, understanding revelation and and talked about how your day actually begins. And we're going to go into the word of God, Psalms 40, but when does your day actually begin? I want you to think about that. Does it begin when your feet hit the floor? For some that's, that's when you think your day begins. Um, but does it actually? Um, do you actually start preparing for tomorrow today? When does it begin? You know, we look at the time. It's uh, it's a it's eleven fifty nine. It's twelve o'clock. Is is zero dark thirty hours? it's zero dark one thirty? You know, and and therefore we start thinking about it's the next day. Well, when does it begin? When does the instructions of your day begin? When do you make up in your mind that I'm going to live a sanctified life if I make it into that next time element? When does it begin? Well, let's go on. Psalms 40, Psalms 40, Bible tell us that we are a living epistle written and read of, of all men. Psalms 47, beginning at the 7th verse said, Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respective not the proud, nor such as turneth aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works. Lord, we're thinking about your wonderful works. Thinking about his wonderful works is what inspires me. Lord, you're wonderful. You're so good to me. And, And so I think about even when I'm troubled about something, even when things don't, Appear to be going uh, my way. I, I might be feeling a little down. Yes, preachers feel down sometimes. They feel the same thing that you feel. Whatever you feel, trust the preacher, the pastor feels that too. Okay? But they also think about the wonderful works as you think about them and as you. Will start thinking about how wonderful God is, which supersedes those other thoughts. I think about your wonderful works which Thou has done, and Thy thoughts which are toward us. Sometimes the enemy, even your flesh, your greatest enemy is your flesh. But even your flesh or outside influence will sometimes make you feel like God is not paying attention to you, but he is. The most challenging times that we have is when we hear nothing. Have you ever been in a state, you know, that you didn't hear anything? Maybe you applied for a credit app. uh, You put in and submitted a credit application, you didn't hear nothing back, you know, or you submitted a job application, you didn't hear nothing back. Maybe you even went to interview and you didn't, they told you we'll be in contact, but you didn't hear anything. You know, and and we have this saying that that we have held on to and I'm not a big cliche person. I don't really like cliches. um, Because that's just what they are. But listen, And so you've been told that no news is good news. And then when you do hear something back, it's not good news. So you understand what I'm saying. And then there are other times that you may not hear anything and there may be some good news at the other end of that but it's hard when you just don't hear nothing and therefore uh, there are times where you take or have taken matters in your own hand but understand god is still thinking about you your thoughts toward us are wonderful they cannot be reckoned Up in order unto thee. I can't even count uh, the thoughts that God have toward me. I I can only imagine with the little bit that God has given me, this 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 the little man that I am in my eyes, that God has given me. If this is just a taste of what he has prepared for them that love him, because there are some things that God has for you because you love him. And it's important to understand that there are some things that God has specifically for you. Not for me. It was designed, measured, created for you alone. We can cannot even begin to reckon up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered sacrifice and offerings thou has that is not desired my ears has thou opened. bird offerings and sin offerings has thou not required i'm not god's not interested in all of that we we can't buy him you, you can't buy him off you can't buy him in uh, you're not going to uh, obtain a, a whole bunch of favor through uh through uh greasing or rubbing or or you know uh, bribing him it's not going to happen Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. That's what I want to talk about. The book. I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do thy will. Yea, the law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not reframed my lips. Oh, Lord, thou knowest. Lord, you you know this. I'm not holding back anything. I'm I'm pouring myself out. I'm pouring myself out. You you know, if there was a glass here or something, I would pour this aid out into that cup. I'm pouring it out so that God can fill it back up as often as he would desire to. I have not hid thy righteousness and there's nothing shady going on here. I'm not telling you something, um, presenting the gospel to, to, to people. And then I'm not doing it. I'm not trying to be a castaway. Neither should you preachers, ministers, evangelists, teachers, deacons that after you have ministered to others, after you have served others, you yourself be a castaway. I've not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I've not, I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great, the great congregation. We're talking to a great congregation of people, people that love the Lord. Some may know him already. Others may not know him. And so I want to talk about his story. Now, we use the word history. And you take that word, you can see that it has his story. So we're talking about his story and his story is our story. His story is my story is your story. It's about us if anyone ever tell you that it's not about you no they didn't read the entire book it is about you jesus didn't die on the cross for himself he died for you Uh, the bible said that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father full of grace and truth that was for us that wasn't because he wanted to just manifest himself he didn't come as melchizedek because he just wanted to show up on the scene and and see what grass felt like under his feet he was meeting with Abraham, and he was blessing him. He didn't just just show up and uh, when when uh, at the battlefield when Joshua was fighting, and uh, you know, and and Joshua pulled out his sword, not recognized and realized it was the angel of the Lord, and, and bowed down and worshipped him. That those manifestations were not for his own sake; it was for us. Without you and I there would not be a story. There wouldn't be a story this morning. There wouldn't be a story about love. There wouldn't be a story about sacrifice. There wouldn't be a story about betrayal, murder, rejection, acceptance, forgiveness, redemption, and a happily ever after many of us are looking for happily ever after. And maybe you didn't word it that way, but I think it's safe to say that all of us want a happily ever after. We all desire that. Now we're in the middle of something great here. We're in the middle of the story. Uh, Events of his story being played out daily, we're part of the story. We're part of it. The Bible tells us that everything evolves around him. Everything evolves around him. John one and three says, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Colossians 1 16 says, for by him were all things created. That are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible. What you see and what you don't see. Whether they be thrones, so there are more than one throne. Or dominions. Or principalities or powers that exist all around us. There are things that exist even in our natural element that we don't recognize. Because it's hidden from you. You're impacted by it but it's hidden from you. You're not associated with it, but you're impacted by it. It dictates the prices of things. It dictates even health. Yeah, oh yeah, we're impacted by a number of things that you're not privileged to. But the word of God points out that these things do not exist without his knowledge. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him, everything, all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church. He's the head of the church, the the ecclesia, the gathering together, who is the beginning and firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. Does he have preeminence over your life this morning? For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him i say whether they be things of earth or things in heaven revelation 1 and 8 says i am alpha and omega the beginning and the end said the lord which is which was and which is to come the almighty a story is an account of something imaginary or real people, real events. It doesn't have to just be imaginary. Now we have experienced our, our share of imaginary stories. All of us have. And here in America, the uh, stories known as American history. American history as excluded black history it excluded chinese history hispanic history indian history and it excluded the truth about white history it doesn't mean those things have not been revealed now but growing up you were taught that on thanksgiving day they got together it was sunny outside it was all bright and clear and colorful and There was a horn of plenty on the table and, you know, and everybody was sitting around together, uh, getting ready to have this this great feast when it wasn't true. But that was the picture that they wanted, the imaginary picture that they wanted you to have. Uh, They wanted you to see things differently than what they were. They they were not going to talk about the blankets that was passed out with that dreadful disease on. They weren't gonna talk about how, or they did not talk about how they were able to survive through the assistance of the natives that were here already. They're not talking about how they came over for another country and claimed that this land was vacant and so they took control of it when it was already preoccupied. Imaginary, imaginary of this story, but this story is real. The story has nothing to do with the straight hair, bearded man with blue eyes. It has nothing to do with him. No, because that's not, that's imaginary too. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit and he takes on whatever form in which he want. Now, there was no you can go back into the history and I'm not going to stay here with this. Because I don't though, please don't be offended. But you go back into history. And the people were colored. And when I say colored, I, I'm uh, the different shades of color. Okay. Even though that, that they had spread out, we know that there are Gentiles and uh, Gentiles that spread out. You know, the Bible tells us about the Tower of Babel and, you know, and, and the language was confused and, and man began to populate other parts. And of course, the pigmentation of their skins, but, but listen, there's a whole story here that we need to think about. And we're part of that story. We're part of it. Stories are or books. It, the documentation of it are important. Now, in, in history, they, they documented things on tablets and sticks. And that's why when you read, and they, they, you read in the word of God and they, they always have a staff with them. There was niches and notches in that staff of representing genealogy and different things. And and so it wasn't, they they did not want to lose that staff and it was passed down to someone. Let's go on. Psalms 103 says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God, for it is he that have made us and not we ourselves, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We're in this story. Now there's no way for you to get out the story because you've been born. There's no way for your child to get out of the story because they are here now i was told there are five elements to a story a plot setting character characters a point of view conflict however this was based upon their limited information god's story has much more and i i want you to dive into god's story god dive into god's history on your own time. Uh, You ought to want to know about your God, who am I serving? He's sovereign. the man said that he's sovereign God. And so who am I actually serving? I want to know the God that uh, history has presented. I want to know the God that is not made with hands. I want to know the God that exists that before time existed, he was there. I wanna know the God that is controlling it all, since he is the beginning and the end of all things, and that all things was made by him. If the God you're serving was made in a manufacturing plant, carved out of a stick, carved out of a piece of wood or something like that, The hands that made it is the God of that image. They're the one that made it. It cannot move. Matter of fact, let me show you an image. Let me show you one. can't pick that one up. Here's an image here. This image did not move until I walked over and picked it up and brought it back so that you can see this image. Now, if I actually saw an image like this, I would be terrified of thinking that it was something Steven Spielberg created. I would be thinking that it was something that was created in a horror movie. It was created out of metal by someone that had this imagination. It's not real. You can talk to it all day long. You can breathe on it. You can sleep with it. You can do whatever you wanna do, but it is not going to talk to you. The voice that you might hear would be demonic and make you think that it spoke to you. And so if you've ever been on a LSD or any other type of hallucination drug, if you ever chewed magic mushrooms that they called and different things. That's why I thank God for salvation. I thank God for saving me. You know, um, have you been drunk and thought you saw something that really wasn't it? Some of that is demonic activity. Listen, we're in his story. We're in this book. God's story has much more and you need to dive into it. We we read and have read Genesis to Revelation, and we're, we're stepping through the, the book of Genesis right now on Wednesdays, and oh bless your Lord Jesus. And there are other books which outline you. Yes, I said you specifically. It outlines you. Books are common with us, and they're common with the Lord. Job 19, Job said, Oh, that my words were now written, the very words in which I speak, if they were now written, oh, that they were printed in a book, that they were graven with an iron pen and led in a rock forever. I want this documented. That's what books are, documentation of a process, documentation of history, documentation of, of a testimony. It is documentation. Thank you, Lord. For I know that my Redeemer liveth. That's what I would, it would be written down. I know. I personally know my Redeemer lives. And that he shall stand in the latter day upon the earth. I know this with, with some assurance. And though after the skin worms have eaten up my flesh, we don't live forever. Life is a temporary assignment. And skin words will eat up your flesh of the Lord, tarry. Yet in my flesh, I shall see God. Now, him, he's saying, I shall see God, to me, takes on a different meaning. The rich man that was in hell looked up and saw Lazarus laying in the bosom of Abraham and ask if Lazarus could dip his finger in some water and cool his tongue, because he's tormenting the flame. He looked up and saw what was going on above him. He was able to see that, and he was able to communicate. And the answer was no, there was separation. So though you might see God in the white throne judgment, though you may see God. Will you be able to stay in his presence? If you are a liar. Yes, a liar. You will not stand in his presence. The Bible said that a liar won't even tarry in his sight. God has a there, There's a problem about lying. There's a problem about lying. There is a problem about being a liar. It's more than a Decepticon. God said a liar won't care. And so if you live an abominable life, I don't care how much you say God is, 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 I'm I'm on, don't judge me. I don't care how much you say, the Bible has already made the declaration and it is not gonna change what God feels and how he feels about us, himself, Lifestyles. I don't care if it's the lifestyle of the rich and famous. I don't care if it's the lifestyle of the broke, busted, and disgusted. How does God feel about the lifestyle? It's written in the book. It's already written in the book, and we're living out through the pages. Now, someone asked me one time. They said, "When you gonna stop believing in that old book?" They asked me. They said, "When you gonna stop believing in in that old book?" You know, it's outdated. The word of God is not outdated. It's not fulfilled yet. It is still fulfilling. The word of God is still coming to pass. It is still happening. It has not come to an end. The church is still here. The the trump of God has not sounded. The dead in Christ has not risen and we which are alive have not been caught up yet. And even when that occurred, there will still be those on the earth that are enduring tribulation. Trials and tribulation, and those of us that are caught up into the wedding feast of the Lamb. Now let me, the book says, the book, the book, his story, his story says that there was five wise and there was five foolish. There was ten virgins altogether. Get that. Ten virgins ten. Virgins. There was ten of them. All of them were virgins but five were wise and five were foolish. How about you this morning? Are you practicing wisdom based upon the word of God? Or are you practicing foolishness through self through self? Um, what do you call it through um, justifying yourself? You're justifying yourself. The five that were foolish justified, well, we don't feel we need as much as you say we need until the bridegroom, Terry, he waited. And when he came at the hour he felt like coming, the five that were wise had enough because they had extra. Some of you floating around here riding on fumes, your gas tank is in Egypt. And so you just rolling on fumes, and you're not going to make it to the right to the destination at that time. The five that were foolish said, hey, let us have some of what you have. You know, that's why sometimes you see these long prayer lines in, in churches. Uh, that's why sometimes because they, they, they refuse to go and refuel themselves. They refuse to get down. We, we plug up our cell phones uh, in the morning to make sure it has a full charge. We even got charges in the car, but you're not plugging yourself up. I was listening to a song on the way in that says, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. You're not even reaching out to touch the hem of his garment. But you want to be made whole. You want to be saved. Uh, And so the five that was foolish. Had to try to run back in town to get some oil. And while they were on their journey to go back to get more oil. The. Bridegroom opened the door up and those that the five that were wise went in to the wedding. How about you now? Catch something here. That's 50 percent. 50 percent was saved and 50 were not. Let's go on. God's story has much more. Job says my my tongue is ready to to write and my heart, you know, to, to, to write a book. Job was. Life was in disarray. There was mess. There was chaos. There was confusion. Friends turning against some people saying things uh, and and he's sitting there hurting. But yet he is a man of integrity. I'm holding on to my integrity. I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to get out the will of God. I am not going to say that God is foolish and his actions and what he has done and what he is allowed to happen, I'm gonna sit here and I'm going to maintain integrity. Even when it don't seem like things are going my way, you need to maintain integrity. Even when you say, well, you know, no one understands, you still need to maintain integrity. Even when people are talking about you and it may, and it's not gonna feel good, sticks and stones may break my bones and words do hurt you know that saying is that words don't hurt me no yes they do some people are walking around right now crazy i i, I want <laughs> some people are walking around as as crazy as a cartoon character uh rubbing their they lips and everything just going crazy because of words, because of things that have been said, because of deceit. Listen, listen, mighty God bless you Lord. Job was in, was, life was in disarray when he spoke these words. I believe his words were recorded beyond uh, Job. You know, Job may not have gotten this, but the Bible tell us in, in Malachi, it says, in, it said, they that feared the Lord. And Job was a man that feared the Lord and he hated evil. They that feared the Lord often spake one to another. Why are y'all talking about Jesus? Why not? Why are y'all talking about the Lord? Why not? I can laugh at the game, then I watched the Super Bowl game and everything. And, and, you know, it doesn't mean that my mind was not on the Lord, too. They talked to one another about the Lord and the Lord heard and hearkened and he listened and the Bible said a book of remembrance. So there are multiple chapters. There are many books that God has. He has a library of what he wants. A book of remembrance was written before him. How large is that volume? Knowing that there has been a multitude of people on the earth within the 6,000 years that we have you know, men say that we've been here for billions, the earth is. Exi- Listen, for whatever time frame, the people that have been here, how large is the volume of books that God has written of those that feared the Lord? And they still do not outnumber those that are going to be lost. Another form of story or short story is called a testimony where is your testimony at testimony are powerful they're displayed audibly they're demonstrative and they're written as Job mentioned revelation uh 12 and 11 says and they overcame him by the words or the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony they overcame your testimony is powerful, and they love not their lies unto death. Will your story say they love not their lies unto death? In other words, they would not denounce Jesus. John was thrown on the Isle of Patmos because he would not denou- denounce him. They tried killing him, according to the uh, to, to the history books of Josephus that. You know, they tried boiling him in oil and, and that didn't work. And so they put him on the Isle of Patmos to just live out his days. That didn't work either. Because while he was there, he received a message. Or will it say that they will it say that 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 uh, that you're like the the heart, the deer, the heart that panteth after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after you. Oh, God, my soul thirsts for you. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty for you, Lord. Is that what's going on? Is that what the story was going to say? Psalm 63 says, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. I'm going to chase after you, Lord. I'm going to chase them, and my soul thirsts for thee. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty for you, Lord. Does God feel that? He's not going to feel it unless you feel it. So, you got to feel it too. My flesh long for these in a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory. Many are stuck right there. I want to see his power. I want to see his glory. Matter of fact, I want to be glorified by him. No, that's that's not what he's saying. He's saying, Lord, I want your presence to show up. And I want your saving grace and I want your mercy. And Lord God, and, and there are those that need to be delivered that's the power i want to see displayed i don't want to become powerful i want to see that soul i want to see the, the those that are that come into the house receive the deliverance that they need i want to see those that join in on the holy day such as today get what they need out the service they may they may need the laying on uh, of, of hands and, and that's what we're here for they they may need a prophetic word and that's what we're here for They may need a spoken word. That's what we're here for. They might just need a listening ear. That's what we're here for. They might need someone to stand by them and say Jesus. They might just need an arm wrapped around them to comfort them in the moment. That's what the house of God is for. His name is established here. Judgment is established here. His grace is established here. His mercy is established here. His healing is established here. He said, I want to see that power and our glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Lord, I'm hungry for you. If you're hungry for him this morning, you thirsty for him this morning, just tell him, Lord, I'm hungry for you. I'm thirsty for you. I'm I'm not trying to go through the motions of just being at church. Matter of fact, I'm not even trying to go through the motions of just sitting down, listening to whatever's on the air, radio, TV, or anything. I'm hungry and thirsty for you. I want you, Lord. I want you. Just like as the man is, as pastor pastor is, is talking about right now, I want you that way. I want you that way. Elijah, thank you, Jesus. Elijah told Elijah, his pastor, his mentor, his leader. He was, Elijah was a disciple of Elijah. He said, I want what you have. I see what you have. I see how God deals with you. I want that. Now, the Bible tells us that Elijah was a man of like passion. The Bible does not say that there was anything spectacular about Elijah. Elijah was was just like you and I. The Bible points that out. I'm going to leave that open because I want you to now go back and look at who Elijah was. On Wednesday, I'm going to ask, give me a particular fault of Elijah that shows that he was just like you and I. But yet God dealt with him. God worked with him. And Elisha saw that and said, I want a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah told him that if you see me, the time is coming. Church, listen, time is coming of what Elijah said that I'm going to be caught up And so every place that they went, as they traveled, the School of the Prophets is so important. Yes, those of you that say that you're prophets, those of you that say that you're ministers, those of you that say that you need to go to school, um, your church, if they are having seminars, teaching about how to properly structure a message, you need to be there. Bible study. You need to be there. If no one else is in the Bible study at Sunday school, the ministers should be there. Whatever title you you claim to have, whatever title you have, whatever license you have, you should be there for learning. But listen, the prophets will come out and say, you know, your master is going to be taken away. You know, he's going to be caught up. And he would say, Shh, don't don't put that on me right now. He was staying focused on his leader. You ought to stay focused on your leader. So he said, Stay here. And Elisha said, No, nah, no, no, you're not leaving me over here. Nope, I'm going with you. And so every place Elijah went, Elisha was there with him, right next to him, whether it was on side of him, behind him. He was in eye shot range. He was not going to allow Elijah to slip away because Elijah said, if you see me caught up. it's so what you're asking for is difficult, but you'll get it. What you, you'll get it. The Bible says that as he was that the day came. and I'm paraphrasing this here before we go into a word of prayer that the day came. That. Elijah, Elijah, fiery chair came down and Elijah stepped onto it. And as he stepped onto it, Elisha saw him. And when he made that additional eye contact, Elijah threw the mantle and Elisha picked it up. Bless you, Lord. The mantle's being thrown out. Will you be there to receive it? As the word of God goes on, as we are looking at the story, the history, and you're part of the history, what is it going to say about you? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your mercy your kindness Lord and pray and ask that you would bless those that have listened in Lord God remember them Lord bless them Lord God Lord Jesus to adhere to your word bless them Lord God to follow faithfully Lord Jesus as the books that have been written and the books that are yet being prepared even in this moment We're talking about you, Lord God. And we know that we're part of the value that of information and documentation that has been written for your enjoyment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for blessing us to be part. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Again, I want to invite you, if you want prayer, if you have prayer requests, Questions regarding the word of God and what has been said, or you want to share your testimony, uh, it will be responded to. But visit us at ConnectingTruth.org. ConnectingTruth.org. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you as well. Bless your Lord Jesus. Continue to pray for us. And share the gospel with someone else in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.